0: everyone welcome back to the junk drawer we are in the second episode of our weird us book we are reading some of the tales and stories behind some of us's weirdest places and mysteries i would like to thank again mark and mark for giving me permission to use this book in my podcast and i do encourage everyone to pick up a copy of this book yourself there are so many more stories than what we are going to be reading during this series and the pictures in this book are really great Uh, they show the locations that we're speaking of Uh, some have great illustrations so i think that's an integral part of the book itself not just the stories but the pictures that come along with it we are going to start this segment off with ancient mysteries Um, some might think that mystery rock formations and cryptic inscriptions from lost civilizations are confined to remote parts of the world but they can be found right in your own backyard native american petroglyphs have been discovered in caves, crevices, and rock shelters throughout the country. But in addition to these postcards from the indigenous cultures, there is evidence that visitors from Europe and Asia may have come and even settled here long before the travels of Christopher Columbus. Some inscriptions appear in ancient languages like Libyan, Celtic, and Phoenician. If I'm mispronouncing that, I do apologize. Others are of a mysterious origin yet to be determined. Some actually predate the arrival of Indian tribes of the North American continent. How did the authors of these puzzling texts and the builders of these stone structures get into this land? Why did they come and where did they go? Nobody can say for sure, but these ancient New World Sanyors have left behind... Their sacred sites and cryptic messages for us to decipher. Examining these lost pages from the book of history opens up a new realm of possibilities that are just as fascinating as the heritage we thought we knew. Whether or not you choose to believe that ancient civilizations once inhabited the land we now call the United States, one thing is for certain. This country we call home has been a very weird place a very long time america's stonehenge standing on a hilltop in north salem new hampshire is one of the most ancient and most mysterious sites the series of stone chambers walls secret underground passages and strange inscription is known as america's stonehenge Rather than having standing stones like its English namesake, the area consists of a number of enclosed construction constructed using stacked stones in conjunction with existing natural rock formations. The site, which is also known as Mystery Hill, lies on a 20 acres of hills and features 22 stone enclosures that go by such names as Oracle Chamber and Watch House. The origin of the strange lithic structure has been debated for years. Some say a group of Irish Kaldi monks landed in there the 12th century after fleeing the Vikings and established this site as a Christian monastery. Most scholars have dismissed this highly unlikely. Because the formations can be used to track various astrological, lunar, and solar movements, One theory is that it was an ancient place of worship. Another feature that has fueled this idea is the presence of sacrificial stone, a flat rock with a deep groove thought to enable the blood of the victims to run off. It is difficult to estimate the age of American Stonehenge since many stones were removed, displaced, or damaged by early European settlers who plundered the area for building materials. However, some have the hazarded the guess that the site is over 4,000 years old, which would mean it existed even before Native Americans inhabited the area. This spot has been adapted for many uses since the colonization of New Hampshire. In the 1830s, local farmer Jonathan Pate Owned the land, and according to rumors, used some of the hidden chambers to hide the moonshine he distilled on the side. The spot was also said to be a stop on the famous Underground Railroad. Archaeologists have unearthed shackles that there that were believed to be left behind by the slaves on their flight to freedom in the North. Hexenkopf, the Witch's Head in eastern pennsylvania there is a hill called hexenpah the german word for witch's head a slew of local legends revolve around this place including tales of cults and witches some speak of a witch who lived on the forested hill and placed a curse on her rowdy neighbors for interfering with her in her affairs when people started falling sick the nearby farmers and villagers decided to take justice into their own hands and hang the witch. She was later seen wandering the hill, looking for a chance for vengeance. This neat little tale is probably not true. What is true, I discovered, is even stranger and more worthy of notice. Apparently, Hexenkopf Hill was long of importance to the local Indian tribes whose shamans would perform rituals to draw the evil spirits out of the sick or afflicted. These evil spirits would then be imprisoned in the mountain. It was said the hill used to glow at night from all the evil trapped inside. Early settlers to the area were also impressed with the shaman's results that they began to learn the rituals. For the next century or so, long after the Indians were gone, Local witch doctors performed powwows, as they called them, to drive the evil spirits from the sick people. While working for the area's daily paper, the Express Times, I wrote a story on the Hill's history and met the daughter of one of the last powwowers of Hexenkopf. This elderly lady told me about her father, a skilled powwower, and had worked the rituals well into the early 20th century. She remembered an incident that happened when she was a child. Her older sister had just given birth and the baby was sick with a fever. Her father took the fever out of her and put it in a rock. She told me that the spirits danced on the rock on All Hallows' Eve, and that she was planning on going up and joining them. I never did find out if she did. The hill itself long lost its eerie night glow. Skeptics speculate that the glow had been caused by a coating of a mineral that had eroded away. But some say it's because the spirits aren't in the rock anymore. They're out in the woods roaming free and looking for a new, quote-unquote, host. All I know is that I've been up there at night and it makes your flesh crawl. I've encountered strange lights and shadows as well as a weirdo with a machete who was sitting alone on the rock in the dark. He was friendly to us, but I was pretty freaked out the entire time we talked to him. Others who went there with me reported seeing figures walking alongside them in the night woods. Hexenkopf is easy to find. Just take Route seventy eight to the eastern exit. Turn left at the exit, stop, and head up Morgan Hill Road into Williams Township. About five miles down this road is Hexencoff Road, on the right. While driving down Hexencoff Road, the hill will be on your left. Thank you to Rick Congeo for that story. The Mystery of the Midwest Mounds. Huge pyramids, giant temples, primitive calendars, sprawling cities in ancient times, bustling with people. Where would this be? Ancient Egypt, the mighty Incan or Mayan civilizations? Wrong on all counts. When early American settlers started their westward expansion, they came upon huge earthen mounds. Many farmers from western Pennsylvania all the way down to the Mississippi leveled the mounds they encountered, not giving them any significance at all. But in the late 1800s, Americans got caught up in a new spiritualism. Psychics and mediums, mostly charlatans, were everywhere. Talk of ancient Atlantis fired the imagination of many and somebody reasoned that these mounds were the last remaining remains of the lost Atlantean culture, for surely the common Indian would never have made such a structure. Wrong. Other explanations were equally ludicrous. Take for example, the Serpent Mound in Ohio some quote-unquote scholars of the day insisted that this was proof that ancient egyptians had made it to the new world thousands of years ago there was no way that the natives could have created something so precise others believe the natives who built these mounds were a lost tribe of israel the mormons have a much more complicated backstory they believe that the Jaredites came to America about 200 B.C. and built the thriving civilization that was destroyed in the great battle at Hill Cumorah. The Lamanites and the Nephites followed, and they became mound builders. The Lamanites, who were red-skinned as a mark of their sins, eventually won when warfare broke out. Today, we can acknowledge not only did Native Americans create these incredible structures, they had vast and thriving societies. In fact, the remains of the most sophisticated prehistoric native civilization north of Mexico are preserved at Cahokia Mounds State Historic Site. Within the 220-acre track, located a few miles west of Collinsville, Illinois, lie the architectural remnants of the central section of the ancient settlement that is known today as Cahokia. Cahokia, the Mecca of Mounds. Near Cahokia, Illinois, across the Mississippi River from St. Louis, Missouri, stands one of the most significant prehistoric sites in the United States, the Cahokia Mounds. This place is so remarkable that in 1982, UNESCO, the United Nations Educational, Scientific, and Cultural Organization, designated it a World Heritage Site. Although these earthworks are most important in our understanding of prehistory of North America, you could almost miss the place as you drive by because it's bisected by a state road. The site name for a subtribe of Illinois of the Illini, the Chacoia, who occupied the area when the French arrived. Archaeologists, archaeological investigations, and scientific tests have revealed that the city was inhabited from about AD 700 to 1400. At its peak between 1100 and 1200, it covered nearly six square miles, with houses arranged in rows along the plazas. The main arc, 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 I do apologize the main agricultural fields were outside the city which had a larger population than London at the time bigger than one of Europe's largest cities you betcha the reasons for the disappearance of the Chakokians and their city are unknown depletion of resources probably contributed to the city's decline I'll call Climate change after the year 1200 may have affected crop production and the plant and animal resources needed to sustain a large population. War disease, social unrest, and declining political and economic power may have also taken their toll. After two centuries of gradual decrease in population, the site had been abandoned by the 1400s. The timing is significant because At the same time, the Pueblo-dwelling people of Mesa Verde abandoned the cities they had inhabited for hundreds of years. There must have been an ecological catastrophe. Today, there is a wonderful museum on the site where visitors will learn much about our land. Cahokia Mounds is managed by the Illinois Historic Preservation Agency. This was... Uh, Contributed by Dr. Seymour O'Life And I will make note that if I have mispronounced the names I truly apologize The Moundsville Mounds Just south of Wheeling, West Virginia Is the town of Moundsville Home to the largest conical burial mound in the United States Built some time before 150 BC, the Grave Creek Mound is 62 feet high and some 240 feet in diameter and was once even larger. Over the border in Ohio, just east of Columbus, stands the Newark Earthworks State Memorial. This massive system of mounds contains the Octagon Earthworks and the Great Circle Earthworks and formerly known as the Mound Builder State Memorial. You can still make out the different earthworks at this great site, but time and ignorance have taken their toll on many of these old mounds. Again, contributed by Dr. Seymour O'Life.
1: That concludes
0: this section of Ancient Mysteries. I hope you did enjoy it and please come back. Next, we will be looking at fabled people and places once upon a time in a land called America. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have any comments, please shoot them to me. And I do appreciate you listening. And remember, it costs nothing to be kind. And I hope you have a prosperous day.